Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detailer along with Charlie Long. Steve Geller will join us at about 540 for our triple option feature. And remind everybody, at 6 o'clock tonight, the LSU Fighting Tigers Men's basketball team will take on sixth-ranked Tennessee, and uh, that'll be quite a tussle, and you can hear that game live right here on the Big 870 or free on the Odyssey app. Before we start talking Pelicans, this was announced right before we came on at 4 o'clock, but Nick Saban has agreed to join College Game Day on ESPN, so he's going to be there on Saturdays uh, right alongside Reese Davis, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Coach uh, Corso, and Pat McAfee. And I heard Pat the other day say, man, listen, I'd pay him out of my own pocket to bring him on my show uh, if you'll come on a couple times a week. So you'll be watching Nick Saban, the legendary coach who just retired from University of Alabama, and he'll be on college game day each and every Saturday morning. Charlie, big game tonight. As the Pelicans take on the Clippers, and we talked about this during the week, you know, we didn't know how this would work out uh, because, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, how James Harden would fit into that kind of basketball operations there. And it got off to a rocky start. I think they were five and eight at one time. They it was, it started wasn't off good. eight and ten. Okay. And this is the number that I included in the sports flash just because I think it's unbelievable. They have been white hot <laughs> over the last two months. Twenty six and five over their last thirty one games since that eight and ten start. And Mike, look at the West standings. They've shot up. I mean, you you have to, right? I mean, they're nine and one their last ten. So basically it's a four way tie. It's a four way tie in the West technically. The Clippers have a 34-15 and 15 record, so they play two less games than the other teams that are tied for first in the West. The Thunder are 35-16, and 16, as are the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. So those are the top four teams in the Western Conference. We've said this multiple times on this program. The Pelicans are not going to catch any of those teams. Those are the teams that are going to be hosting first-round series. It's just a matter of you know which order they kind of end up in. Right now, the Clippers are the top team in the West. And as I said, 26-5 and five in their last 31 over the last couple months since that 8-10 start. Mike, their five losses, four of which are the top teams in the, in the NBA. I mean, at Cleveland, the number two team in the East that's on their own heater. I think they're 14-1 and one in their last 15. They've been incredible as well. At Minnesota, one of the top teams in the West. At the Lakers, which is kind of the outlier here. Uh, and then versus the Celtics, their only loss at home in that stretch was versus the Celtics, the best team in the East. And then at Oklahoma City, another one of those top teams what in the Western the, Conference. What was the score that loss? You remember? The Celtics loss? Yeah. Let's because, man. It was part of a back-to-back. They, <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember the back-to-back because, Charlie, I, and I told you this before, I don't watch 
a full basketball game most of the time. I watch bits and pieces of man, but the Clippers are entertaining to watch. They are they are a fun team to watch. Uh, because of the way they can shoot the basketball, how they move it around, and they play decent defense. Yes, but I mean they're scoring in bunches, kind of. As you it's tsunami like. They uh, they did get blown out by the Celtics. That was kind of. But that was a back to backer, right? It was. It was two games. Uh, it wasn't directly back to back, but it was two games in a row that they lost. So you know, consider that in this twenty six and five run, they actually did lose games back to back. That was at Oklahoma City and then versus Boston. Um, and that game against Boston, they lost by about, I think, 37 here. Ooh. So, I mean, it was a big win for, for the Celtics. But, ev- I mean, ever since that 8-10 start, Mike, you can make an argument that this has been the best team in the NBA. And I know that we talk about the Pelicans. They always beat on the teams that they're supposed to beat. Uh, this would be a very impressive win. I mean, they had that three-game losing skit against Milwaukee, against Boston, against Oklahoma City. You were hoping that you could maybe pick up one of those three. But since then, they've gone on a three-game winning streak beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. Now this is a chance for the Pelicans to take down one of the elite teams in not only the Western Conference, but in the NBA. This is, as I said, Mike, the top team in the West. And, I mean, that core of Paul George and, you know, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, it's all these kind of older guys, all these older vets that have been there, done that. Uh, And a lot of these guys are trying to win their first ring, Mike. A lot of those guys like James Harden, like like Russell Westbrook, you know, Paul George, like they're all trying to get their first ring. You look at Westbrook and – that's another question mark there, but how he's come in in that six-man role. He's been really good for them. <laughs> it is fit. Now, you wouldn't have thought that, but it has really fit well for now, Russell. He's sl- he slowed down a little bit, but granted, uh, he's a 10-plus-year veteran in the NBA, and we're, we're removed a decent bit, I think almost eight years, which is crazy to think about from his MVP season, Mike. So, I mean, he's, he's filled in that six-man role. James Harden has fit. You know, his role that he's been playing, he's a former MVP as well. He's not still the same player. Kawhi Leonard has been kind of the the juice that makes it run. And I'm going to talk about later on in Triple Option. I've got a stat about Leonard and Herb Jones uh, that I think is pretty interesting about uh, three-point shooting because Kawhi Leonard has been so efficient in this winning streak. And and just like the last couple months for the Clippers, uh, this is a guy that can lead a team to a championship for sure. Yeah, and uh, so – Somebody asked Bobby Nidus as we were riding in Mad Hatters, man, y'all can party all night like y'all used to. And, you know, our <laughs> response was pretty quick and it was almost the same. Yeah, if we can take a nap ah. uh, in between there. So if you um, understand, nine o'clock tip off uh, for Pell's Clippers and uh, you you up a little bit later than normal at night, uh, you might want to take your, you know, a little bit of a siesta. Uh, get that in there before the 9 o'clock uh, tip-off. The good news for the Pelicans is that they have won in L.A. this year. Now, it was during that early start. Early it was the real kind of early, right? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, one of their first games of the year. I think it was when they were 6-8. and eight. Uh, The Pelicans won by double digits. I think it may have been, if I remember correctly, a part of the in-season tournament. I could be wrong on that. I don't exactly remember. But uh, that was all the way back in, I believe, November. And now... The Clippers went to the Smoothie King Center and mm. wiped the floor with the Pelicans on a very highly anticipated game that's been p- kind of part of you know the past couple of months. The Pelicans haven't been able to beat any of the really elite teams uh, in the NBA outside of you know their win against like the Timberwolves and stuff like that. So um, yeah, this would be a huge win for New Orleans tonight if they can go into LA and take down a white hot Clippers squad once again as twenty six and five in their last thirty one games at the top of the Western Conference. Uh, it would be a big statement win for the Pels. 
So tell everybody tomorrow at 435, we'll have on with us Pete Jenkins, legendary offensive line, defensive line coach, talking about Trench Fair and also uh, his Super Bowl selections. And at uh, 520 tomorrow, uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser will join us. Uh, Billy's out in Las Vegas. And uh, a year from now, right here, Super Bowl. And so when we come back after this break here on the Big 870, we'll have from Fox Sports, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, who is in Las Vegas covering Super Bowl 58. Yeah, I think if I got that right. Yeah, 58. And um, also talking about some of the coaching changes in the National Football League and what will happen with the two spot. And she's in Washington. What what do the commanders do with the second overall yeah, pick and drop? Pick Jaden Daniels. I got a question about you know how fans feel about Dan Quinn, Mike. I mean, they, I think there was a lot of buzz about Ben Johnson being the guy in Washington. Yeah, it looked to be that his, was set up. He stuck his nose up at him. I mean, he's staying in Detroit for another year. He's going to wait for the next coaching cycle to kind of make his head coaching decision. How he did it wasn't smart. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't get what his agent was trying to. Yeah, do, I don't. But, I if you weren't interested, tell him early. Yeah, right. Uh, don't string this along. We'll be back and we'll have on with us Kelsey Nicole Nelson from Fox Sports talking to us about Super Bowl and coaching changes in the NFL right after this break here on the Big Eight Seventy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocado. Avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Fox Sports, and she's the D.C. Sports Media Person of the Year out in Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl right now, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's always great to be back with you all. Thank you so much for having me. Kelsey, before we start talking Super Bowl, uh, I was talking to Charlie about this, uh, covering the Washington Commanders. They have the second overall pick in the draft. And we know about the connections already. Caleb Williams, who's from the D.C. area. And now the Commanders have brought in Cliff Kingsbury, who coached Caleb Williams at USC. My thing is, don't give up all them draft picks. 
stay at two. Pick Jaden Daniels from LSU, and you're going to be happy with that pick, Kelsey. I'm just telling you right now. You don't have to give up all that to go up and get uh, Caleb Williams. Stay at two. And you'll be good with Jaden Daniels. That's really the prize good. after a bad year. I mean, you get your quarterback of the future. You get him. And, and, and you get a really good one with Jaden. Yeah. And for the first four years, you ain't got to pay him. It's go. football minimum wage. That is very true. You know, I, I like that you all said that because, you know, I mean, of course, there's hype here in the D.C. area because, of course, everyone loves the hometown story, right, when a kid comes back home and can excel. But I think if we look at Washington, you know, unfortunately, hometown guys at quarterback – have not fared well, right, as of late. I I think there's a lot of pressure to do well in Washington when you have so many fans, you know, in the stands. You know, we always make that joke about Kevin Durant here in D.C. On the basketball side, saying Kevin Durant probably will never come home until the tail end of his career. And, you know, he's talked about how it's hard when he comes back here to get tickets for everybody. And, of course, I'm joking on that part. But for Caleb Williams, you know, yes, I know the connections there. But I think Washington really has to realize, look, we've got the quarterback spot wrong for a while, you all. Like Washington and quarterback – have not fared well. And I think, you know, this is a very important pick. You have brand new ownership in Washington. We have all brand new faces right in the leadership ranks with the coaches. And so I'm like you, I actually, I, I wouldn't be mad at Jaden Daniels. And this is not taking away from Caleb Williams and his special talent. I think he is very special. I think he plays very well, but I, I, I honestly don't see him faring well here in Washington. Washington has a lot of work to do. Remember, this is an offensive line, you all, too, that struggled. So whatever guy you put back there, also, Washington needs to make sure that that person's protected. And, you know, with young quarterbacks, I think that's going to be very important, you know, especially when we're talking a lot here in Super Bowl about a guy like C.J. Stroud, right, and what C.J. Stroud, you know, was able to do. So all that to say, I, I would like Jaden here. Caleb Williams, you know, there's a lot of people here who would love him back home, but Washington fans, I'm like, don't get amnesia. Remember the last time we had a hometown kid here? Again, there was so much hype. Everyone was excited, and it just did not fare well. And the quarterback position is something Washington has to get right, and I think it's going to be very big on this new ownership if they don't get it right because there's a lot of people scratching their heads still about this new head coach that we have here in Washington and Dan Quinn. All I'm telling you is you're going to be happy with Jaden Daniels. I, I told you last year how <laughs> was one thing, but Jaden Daniels, is yeah, he's at another level and he can run. Uh, now he's got to yeah. learn how to slide because they're going to take yeah. your head off in the NFL, but he can run. Kelsey, going back to the Super Bowl, I look at the Chiefs and – you know, I'm old enough. I saw Michael Jordan when he first hit the NBA and those for those few years and, and them struggling and then bang, once they start, uh, they are juggernaut. And Patrick Mahomes is pro football's version of a young MJ in the NBA. But what really makes it interesting for me on defense for the Chiefs, seven significant starters that have been drafted the last four years. So that tells me one thing. You're not paying nobody nothing. I mean, you got them at football minimum wage. Now, eventually, you got to cut that check, that president's on paper to Chris Jones because he is who he is. But how good the Chiefs defense, because they sort of carted them for a good portion of the year. Now, the last couple games, we've seen that offense kick in pretty well for the Chiefs, but their defense has been terrific all season long. They've been making the plays that they need to make. I mean, you know, I, I'm still remembering where I've lost to talk still in my neck of the woods in Baltimore about still how the Chiefs defense was able to stop an electric Ravens offense that you guys know if you're betting folks, you know that everybody bet on the Ravens offense to take advantage and control of that Chiefs defense. But, you know, they were able to shut down Lamar Jackson. They were able to shut down most of the Ravens' wide receivers, right, Mike? That last game, when you yeah. look at it, really Zay Flowers, you know, was the most successful. But then, again, talking about the defense, they forced that turnover. 
you know, some Zay Flowers. And I don't think the Chiefs' defense got talked about enough. I think they were underrated. Um, you know, and I think, obviously, they, they've been able to do the job that needs to be done. So when Patrick Mahomes is frustrated, you know, with their receivers, and, of course, I know the receivers have stepped up, and the tight end, of course, Travis Kelsey, and just the playoff numbers that he's been putting up. But the defense has been why I think the Chiefs have largely been able to get to this point, again, when the offense hasn't went Patrick Mahomes' way. You know, we've seen the frustration on his side, um, you know, to get to this point. Obviously, they're clicking more, but, you know, the Chiefs' defense, again, they, they can stop folks. And I think this is going to – honestly, I, I'm looking at the Chiefs' defense, and you look at how they were able to force – turnovers and that's what I'm kind of worried about on the other side with Brock Purdy because we know unfortunately he can he can have a turnover and I think you know I think especially when you look at him playing you can tell it gets into his mental and so I think if the Chiefs defense is able to do what they've been doing in the postseason again have that consistency I think they're going to be a real problem for the San Francisco 49ers if they want to win a Super Bowl this season. So, Kelsey Nicole, you kind of mentioned it earlier with Dan Quinn going to Washington. Just first before we get into Quinn, I, I think Mike and I kind of agree that there was a lot of buzz about Ben Johnson being the guy, the, the Lions OC, uh, to be their next head coach and get his first head coaching opportunity. He was the runaway bride coach. He re- he really was, I think, the favorite for, for that spot. But then yeah. it, you know, it comes out that he's turned down the job. He's staying in Detroit for another year. He's going to pursue a head coaching uh, vacancy next season. So what kind of happened there? Was it something you know internal or – what do you know about that situation? Yeah, there's so many reports coming out. You know, a lot of people are looking at Washington's ownership, again, scratching their heads, you know, saying, what happened? Essentially, you know, I, I give this example of, you know, you have a list of people for you guys. There's a list of girls that you like, and, you know, you start at the top of the list, and everyone keeps saying no. And then finally, the last person at the bottom of the list is the one that said yes. And if, honestly, I feel like that's how Washington um, was able to get Dan Quinn. And, of course, there was a lot of hype around Ben Johnson, and you think about what the Lions were able to do. But it seemed like there was a lot of, a lot of miscommunication, it seems like, on Washington's side with really not understanding what they wanted in that role. Let's, let's be honest, you all. Washington, this is a hard head coaching job to have. I mean, this is a team that had four wins last season. You're, you're being asked a lot to be able to turn this franchise around, and that you know doesn't even, again, still involve all the other stuff that is happening in Washington. So all that to say, you know, I think Washington essentially, they fumbled the bag you know, with Ben Johnson. I think Dan Quinn is going to have, again, a, a lot of ahead of him. There's a lot of people, you know, still, we talked about Cliff Kingsbury, but on the defensive side, there's a lot of people who are already questioning, you know, Dan Quinn's leadership and who he has on that side of the football. But all that to say, you know, I, I think Ben honestly made the right decision because I, this is, you know, a lot of people were also talking about Eric Bieniemy and if he would also, you know, get a fair chance um, to be head coach. But, you know, again, Eric Bieniemy came here. The offense did not work out. You know, Washington's offense has honestly been pretty stagnant when you look at the last decade and honestly you can go even last two decades um, and not really being able to find success. So I think Washington, they were the last team, you know, to finally pick a head coach. They had to get someone. They had to get something. Dallas has had some type of success last season that they weren't able to get to the Super Bowl. But I think they just needed a guy in charge who they hope he gets this locker room back honestly because the locker room's been lost under Ron Rivera and all the losing seasons especially this last season lots of frustration and so I, I think Ben honestly walked away from an opportunity that would not have been good for him when you look at somebody who's coaching trajectory and career I think is going to be really bright as he continues to move on in the National Football League. And as you kind of mentioned I know that Washington fans were done with Rivera by you know the end of his tenure there but what about the reaction the fan reaction generally to Dan Quinn being the new guy I mean six <laughs> years as a head coach in Atlanta he went 43 yeah. and 42 he lost the Super Bowl in his second year. We all know that 28 to 3 choke. New Orleans people love it. And then he went 14 <laughs> and 23 over his last three years with the Falcons before he was yeah. fired midseason. Uh, and then he spent three years in Dallas. It's the DC there, kind of revitalized his name a little bit. What's the general reaction from Washington fans to Dan Quinn being the guy? Look, it's Dallas. People were like, hold on, we're getting somebody from the rival. 
Um, you know, I think some fans are like, come on, if any team, it had to be Dallas. And, of course, all football fans know about the longstanding rivalry between these two teams. Even I don't know if you can call it a rivalry because Washington hasn't been good as of late when these two teams have played. Um, and I think also people were looking for more an offensive mind in Washington for fans, again, because just knowing how that offense struggled. You know, people were – Washington's defense kind of, I think, got lost when the big trades happened last season, right, with Montez Sweat moving on and, of course, Chase Young moving on. And now Washington fans having to watch Chase Young come Super Bowl Sunday and the big game. And so I think, you know, I think there's a lot of questions. I think, you know, a lot of people are saying they feel like it's going to be more the same, honestly, with Dan Quinn. They don't see much changing. They don't see the needle moving. But I think fans have also understood that Washington, they knew Washington just needed somebody in that helm and somebody in that place to, you know, hopefully turn this team around. But I'll say all that to say I haven't heard anybody say, Kelsey, I'm excited about Dan Quinn. We really think he's going to be the guy. Again, I think people are just really questioning that this is going to be the true um, the true person who can turn this franchise around, but more just feeling like, again, it's going to be the same old Washington commanders in that last spot in the NFC East, and that Dan Quinn is probably not the guy to lead this team in the right trajectory. But honestly, I, I wish him the best, and I, you know, I hope he can prove a lot of people wrong. But as you said, I mean, his track record <laughs> isn't, isn't one to say, hey, he's going to be one to bring Washington back a Super Bowl. Kelsey, if you haven't heard anybody say anything good about him, they're in trouble. I mean, that's a public relations <laughs> non-sell if you haven't heard that. And uh, I get it. When you go back to the Super Bowl and you look at what the 49ers have, and certainly uh, one of the premier backs, if not the premier guy, and Christian McCaffrey. But to me, the straw that turns the drink is Debo Samuel. And he's healthy mm-hmm. now. Well, at least healthier than he was, say, a week and a half ago. that's going to give, if you can protect Brock Purdy, it's going to give you some options there. Because Debo, to me, and what he can do as a runner, playing in the slot, playing out wide, catching the football, you know, all those things that he's almost part running back, part receiver, that gives sleepless nights to uh, defensive coaches. I think he's a big key here uh, for the 49ers. If they're going to win, Debo Samuel's got to play a major part in this. He's like you said, he's been their best weapon. And like you said, him being back healthy, it's scary because we know how good he can be. And that doesn't even take into account, as you said, CMC or Brandon Ayuk or any of the other weapons. I mean, George Kittle, who, by the way, has been probably one of the fan favorites here, uh, that Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But all that to say, I mean, I think that's what makes the 49ers offense so hard. And that's gonna, it's gonna be why, you know, the Chiefs defense is gonna have, uh, they're gonna have a lot of pressure on them. Cause who do you block? You know, who do you cover? Who is gonna get lost? Um, in space. But, you know, a lot of people, again, I think I think Debo Samuel doesn't get enough credit for how special he can be. And I think especially, again, remember, I think people keep forgetting Brock Purdy is in year two. There's a lot of pressure on him in this game. But luckily, because he's surrounded by such a great supporting cast, all he has to do is not make a mistake. And like you said, yes, I think we know the Chiefs will probably bring some pressure on him and that offensive line will be tested. But when you have somebody like Debo who, who I think, you know, knows what to do to make Brock Purdy be the best that he can be, it's going to be hard to beat this team at full strength. And that's why, I mean, honestly, I think we're in for a good Super Bowl come Sunday. You know, most people only have this being a three-point game here um, in Vegas. They don't think it's going to be a blowout. They, it's been kind of half and half, of course, with who people think is going to win. But Depot's name has been mentioned a lot as someone who can be a difference maker. Kelsey, what's the atmosphere in Las Vegas? Not as good as being in New Orleans. Cause you're going to be here next year uh, <laughs> to cover the Super Bowl. At least you yeah. have places to stay here. Real, That's a lot cheaper than it oh. is in Vegas. But the atmosphere of having that first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. 
Yeah. You know, it's been great. You know, I had a chance to talk to Sandra Douglas Morgan earlier, of course, with the with the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, organization. And I'll tell you, everyone's been excited. I also had a chance to talk to Las Vegas Aces players about, you know, the, the atmosphere here. Lots of people excited. It's supposed to be uh, one of the biggest Super Bowls yet. You know, the airport's been crazy. I'll tell you, though, the weather hasn't been great. It's been cold and rainy here in Las Vegas. Every day we've had about Come on, you used to that. You used to that. Like, why did I leave D.C. To, to come to Las Vegas and have that? And like you said, yes, it's a super expensive trip. This is supposed to be one of the most expensive Super Bowls. You talked about places to stay. I've had a lot of lunch conversations with people who are not happy about the resort fees that they charge you here in Las Vegas. But honestly, a lot of fans came early. You know, a lot of fans usually before the other Super Bowls I've covered, they would start to get in around Wednesday. When I flew in here on Sunday night, my plane was packed full of Super Bowl fans who wanted to be here the whole week. And again, Vegas is not a cheap trip. So all that to say, I think people just wanted to be part of something historic here in Vegas. Um, a lot of people in Vegas, too, are hoping they, that the city gets it right this time. I've heard a lot of natives here complaining about how bad uh, Formula One went here and not wanting a repeat of that to happen with Vegas. But so far, I think people have fared well. Traffic hasn't been crazy as of yet. And honestly, there's lots to do. I mean, the fan experience just opened literally every hotel has some type of activation. Everyone has loved going down to the sphere and seeing all the different activations change. Um, and honestly, there's just, I mean, literally, like I said, everywhere you go, you can get Super Bowl stuff for free. So all that to say, I think Vegas has done a great job welcoming fans. The players opening night, I think, you know, this everyone was happy. It was the largest opening night yet as well to look at. So I think Vegas just has a different vibe than other cities that I've been. And I do think New Orleans might top it, though, I will tell you guys. Um, but you, you know this city pretty well. High. Come on. You, you know that. Uh, Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. And also, happy National Women's Day in sports. And uh, and we so appreciate much. everything you do. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, I don't know if Charlie's heard this story, but, uh, you know, Kelsey's won all these awards out in the D.C. area. So she gets invited to the White House. <laughs> and so she gets her picture taken with the president, first lady. And as I've always told Charlie, there's a coon ass Cajun somewhere <laughs> in this world. And sure enough, who took the picture? A dude that lived, that grew up actually about two miles from my home. He's a Gitros. Crazy so, small so, world. <laughs> so Kelsey got a picture taken at the White House with the president and the first lady. And the guy that took it, he's a Gitros from Lockport. How about that? <laughs> I love it. It was meant to be. <laughs> Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you all for having me. So appreciate it. And again, I look forward to joining you all in Super Bowl next year in New Orleans. Have a great one. Thanks, thanks Kelsey. Appreciate it. Kelsey Nicole Nelson from Fox Sports and uh, covers everything in the D.C. area. Does a great job. Also, uh, basketball, baseball. And so we'll be having her on as the basketball season, baseball season starts to merge. And we'll be back with Triple Option right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Time for our triple option feature where we give the top takes on the top stories in sports today. Stephen, you got it first. It is February 7th, gentlemen, and 14 years ago today, (laughs) this happened. And uh, the final seconds are elapsing. The Saints do not have to run another play. And it's down to 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Get ready to party with the Lombardi, New Orleans. It's already, it's already started. I promise you, my friend. <laughs> oh, the miracle mercy. in Miami has happened. The Saints have won the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, 31-17, Saints pulling out a victory over the Colts. Great to hear. Obviously, Jim Henderson, Hokie Gaijon on the call. On the countdown, almost like you were fixing to kick the rocket up in the space. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know, Mike, honestly, that was my first year full-time getting to cover sports with WWL. What happened since? So a very very memorable year for me. (laughs) I've been waiting to get back to the bowl, that's for sure. And I was so jealous of all the guys getting to be in Miami. I was definitely around for the NFC Championship game in the Superdome. But while everybody else got to go party with the Lombardi in Miami, I I was back here. Although the Cajun Cannon and and, uh, Deke ended up coming back for the game too. Yeah, we we did second guess (laughs) uh, on that Monday after the Super Bowl. As we walk in, I mean, people are, are like clapping and cheering. I'm going to clean it up. I'm not going to say exactly what they better say. say <laughs> like, we ain't done nothing. Why are they cheering for us? <laughs> but, man, people were so excited that the Saints had finally not only got there but won it. Uh, because, you know, once you get there, man, it's about winning it too. Right. Because you come home so empty. And how hard it is, you know, to get there in the first place. You lose there, and it's so hard, and only one team walks away happy at the end of the year. (laughs) Only one. And we're going to find out Sunday. Charlie? Mm. Those damn Chiefs fans are so spoiled. (laughs) Man, what? Uh, Give eye teeth to cover those teams. And look, you got a young Mahomes and all that young talent on defense. Oh, my God. I can't say anything, though, because I'm an Astros fan. I've been pretty spoiled the last half decade. You ought to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) As I said, I can't say anything. So hop into the NBA, guys. Once again, Pelicans tonight against the Clippers in L.A. Uh, this red-hot Clippers squad. But this is a stat that I saw via Stat News I thought was pretty interesting. The highest three-point percentage since January 1st, minimum of 50 attempts. Number one, Grayson Allen of the Suns is shooting 54% from three, which is crazy to think about. Jalen Williams from OKC is at 50.9%. Then right behind him, Herb Jones, guys, at 50.8% three-point percentage since January 1st. Minimum 50 attempts. It's the number three spot in the NBA. And then right below him, who the Pelicans are going against tonight, Kawhi Leonard. And this was via ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Over the past 30 Clippers games, Kawhi Leonard uh, is averaging 26.4 points per game on 57% field goal percentage, including 51% from three, as I mentioned, and 92% from free throw. He's the first player to average 25 points on 55-50-90 shooting splits over any 30-game span of all time. So Kawhi Leonard going to be really, really tough for the Pelicans tonight. I'd agree with that. And then, boy, you got it, you know, back. what is it, back-to-back L.A. games? You play the Lakers. Yeah, I was right, texting one of right our listeners. I was that. just like, I feel a lot more confident in beating <laughs> in the, the Lakers, Lakers than I do the Clippers. But if the Pelicans can show me that they can take down an elite team like the Clippers tonight. Now, that would be a big W. It would be a huge W and a sign that they're going in the right direction right ahead of the trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, guys, uh, you know, talked about this with Kelsey, uh, Nicole Nelson, but uh, – uh, after this year, somebody going to pay Chris Jones a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of dead presidents printed on paper. 
this year. Now, he missed, remember, he missed the opening game of the season. He was watching it uh, from the stands. They paid him real quick. (laughs) Yeah, man, come on, you got to come back. Uh, All Chris Jones has done this year, and they've come up with this stat, 72% of the time he's been double teamed, 30 solo tackles, 29 quarterback hits, 33 quarterback pressures, 13 tackles for losses, Ten and a half quarterback sacks, five pass deflections. Man, monster! You talk about a man, and and he's playing inside. This is not an edge guy. This is a guy fighting traffic, heavy traffic inside, where he's getting bumped and hit uh, more than one guy uh, for three quarters at a time. And look at the numbers Chris Jones has, has put up. Uh, either the Chiefs pay him or somebody else will. He might end up setting new records. Huh? Show him the For money. The Man, uh, and to think about that, now look that up. Seven, and I'm talking about quality defensive starters selected in the last four drafts. For Kansas City, that's why they there. Yeah, you Not you, you keep, Mahomes is great. Okay, take nothing away from him, but that defense carted them a good portion of the year when all these receivers that are squawking, "I'm the man, I'm the man," they were dropping passes left and right. Uh, so, man, uh, that, that that gives you boy. If you're a Chiefs fan and no one, you I don't, you can't pay everybody, but boy, if you can pay a few. You got quite a ride here with Mahomes and company. We'll be back to finish it off here on Sports Talk on the Big 870 right after this break. Finishing up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, we're going to throw it to you. LSU men's basketball plays six-ranked Tennessee Volunteers, and you can hear it right here on the Big 870 or free on the Odyssey app. Talk to you tomorrow on Sports Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.